Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm your host, Micah Frankel, and it's time for LFA 85. It's a tradition every time she's going to fight. Vanessa Demopoulos, how you doing? Hey, my man, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good, surviving, you know, keeping on. You? Hey, I'm, lo- I'm living my best life. I get to train and be a part of an event that is one of the only sports being aired right now in the whole world. So my life is amazing. Matt, this is the promotion that you've been fighting in for most of your pro career. You're getting this title fight. It's been your division, basically, that you've been incumbent for the whole time that you've been a professional. How does this feel to be fighting for the inaugural strawweight title? It feels natural. <laughs> I feel like this is like this is the natural progression of life. This is what's supposed to happen. You know, I'm a strawweight. I've always been a strawweight from amateur through pro. And uh, I've always been with the LFA. I'm very loyal. And I feel like this is, this is what needs to happen. This is the next step. The last fight, LFA 81. You got tested. We saw you go back to the jiu-jitsu roots. What did you learn? What did you prove to yourself there against Lavette Young, somebody that you knew really well going into the fight? Yeah, Lavette and I had actually trained together uh, before that fight had happened. And so she was coming through to Black House. Um, I learned that I can overcome absolutely any situation. I had refractured my orbital bone in the first 30 seconds of that fight, and it went the whole 15 minutes. So you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> I come. I come ready. Man, oh, I was just talking about it with somebody today. Orbital bone fracture, that sounds so painful, and the fight through it go all three rounds, that, that's an incredible testament to, like, your determination and also pain tolerance. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've always had quite quite an interesting pain tolerance my whole life. So, and that fight, it definitely came in handy. It was cool. You get the win. Did you expect the title was the next maturation? Did you expect this next step? I did. Um, you know, before the... Before the lockdown, yes, uh, in my mind, it was either a title fight or um, contender series potential. You know, there was some talk on that. But, you know, with the coronavirus that happened and everyone became quarantined, training, you know, was very scarce. Um, I was doing a lot of training just in my living room, literally, uh, all the online stuff, all the Zoom stuff. And I really was training with partners, you know, to be honest. Uh, so, but I knew that LFA was going to get rocking and rolling soon, and I started to get myself in gear. I actually got on some planes and was traveling around the country just trying to find whatever state was opening first that I could get into a gym, you know, and get some partners because I wanted to be ready. So when the call came in, you know, emotionally I, I was in it, and um, our, our coaches geared up as soon as as soon as we had a green light. Wait, so where'd you so, yeah, go? Yeah, that, that was natural. Um. Well, first I went to Florida because I was like, why not? Um, we're all locked down anyways. I'm stuck in my living room. Why not be stuck in my sister's living room? So I was training in Florida and then, uh, you know, running sprints with some people and then um, went over to Ohio because I heard Ohio was opening up. And then by the time I had already gotten there, they, you know, didn't open. 
so then I came back to Cali, and then I heard Phoenix opened, so I went over to Phoenix, and I was training over there uh, with Fight Sports for a little while, and then um, I was actually in Phoenix when I got the call for LFA, and then uh, LA opened up that same week, so I came right back to LA, and I was able to start training. So you've got a lot of different looks for this camp, it, it sounds like. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And this has been a this has been a really cool camp, a really cool camp. I don't know if everybody, I don't know if anybody outside of you, maybe a couple other people I know, could handle that much that much movement, that much just kind of thriving in the chaos almost. Ah, I live in chaos. My life is chaos. <laughs> I love it. I thrive off of that. Um, you know, whether I'm whether I have a fight camp or not, like I'm always hectic and all over the place. So my capacity is definitely different uh, in that aspect. Yeah. My sister said one of my superpowers is to be able to be anywhere and do anything at any time. <laughs> what are some of the other powers? <laughs> um, being all of myself and not giving any fucks. That's a pretty good superpower. And <laughs> awesome one, yeah. Being, yeah. Being positive through uh, all situations, you know, being able to find find a happy place through realities. All right, all right. Uh, that's a pretty dope superpower, yeah, man. Yeah, watch. What's the superhero name? Is it just you're the little monster? Is this what the full package of the little monster is? I'm little monster. I'm also God's warrior. That's like a huge thing for me. I love God. So I'm God's warrior, man. That's That's my thing. And little monster, it's like the whole package. It's a, it's a the whole whole deal. I gotta ask one last time, touching on the last fight with Levette. Was it hard having to fight somebody that you knew that you had recently trained with? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the fight that I was supposed to fight was uh, with a girl out of Team Oyama that we had trained with before. So already I had kind of needed to overcome the aspect of you're going to end up fighting girls that you've trained with. And, um, you know, she ended up getting hurt, not being able to fight. And then Levette kind of filled that, that void. And it was like, okay, so I went from one previous training partner to another, you know, and, I, like I said, I got over that hump, but yeah, it is, it's, it's definitely different when you walk in there and you're like, okay, this person knows me, you know, like this person, they know my, they know my strength, they know my power, um, you know, they know my tendencies, but I know theirs as well. So there's always that, you know, it's different when you see footage, it's different when you train with somebody and like you feel it. Um, and then it's different when you're fighting. So yeah, but you're right. That was a factor. It, It definitely went through my head. Didn't and, matter, though. And also something that you said earlier that I got to ask. You said if you had to be locked indoors, you know, if you're stuck at home, you might as well be stuck at your sister. What is it like for you to be stuck indoors? Do the indoors survive? <laughs> I literally actually climb walls. Like, it's a real thing. I cannot sit still. I have, like, the most extreme ADHD out of anyone you'll ever meet. So, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> That was really uh, hard and difficult for me. So, but I think um, I'm so good at staying connected with people that I I did well. I did really well. You know, I found a, a routine. I was still working out three or four times a day. 
Um, like I said, doing the Instagram live workouts and the Zoom workouts, uh, my coaches were really on top of that and keeping us all engaged. And I just stayed plugged in and um, stayed connected with people. So it, it helped. Yeah, it was. But man, <laughs> I had some fun. I learned a lot of things about myself during quarantine. <laughs> oh, anything you want to share? Um, yeah, I learned that, you know, one of the biggest things is I can become great with everything. You know, you can always have all the tools and all the fancy stuff, but, you know, when you take it all away, who are you really? And um, you still can accomplish greatness in that aspect as well. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do when you have absolutely nothing. Wow. All right. Yeah, it's who are you, not what you have, you know. And I think a lot of people really misconstrued those things and kind of got lost. But I know myself. And um, that was the comfort that I, I was given and a gift throughout the quarantine. And if you couldn't tell already, another near superpower is Vanessa's ability to speak, public speaking, motivational speaking. Uh, I know you also do a lot of messages of the day through your Instagram, and I was following that along because in a time right now where there's been so much uncertainty and chaos, we know a positive person like you is so valuable. Oh, thank you so much for that, Micah. Um, yeah, I mean, and it was, it was funny because a lot of people kept reaching out to me and saying, you know, like, don't stop posting. Like, we need you right now. And I'm like, man, you know, one, that's powerful, you know, and encouraging for me. But two, it's like, I don't do that stuff just to do that stuff. Like, it, it's not just for the gram. Like, I do it because I love it. And it's like, it's from the heart, you know, and I just, I just post my life and I'm, I'm really blessed, you know, that people want to come along on this journey with me. Um, yeah, that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you for that. Do you ever get used to those responses, to those interactions, to sometimes realizing the reach you almost have? No, uh, I don't. Um, I, it's, uh, you know, I'm just as excited every single time, man. Every single time somebody reaches out to me. You know, whether they're just trying to encourage me or whether they're saying, like, hey, I need help, you know, I need emotional stability right now. Like, I need somebody to latch on to. I'm like, yo, I'm here. I got you. Like, uh, let me give you this hug right now because you need it. Like, that's me. Like, I love that for people, and I love being there for them, and it's, it's something new every time. Every single person is, like, magical for me. It's something special, you know, and I, I take every interaction to heart. So it means a lot every time. I don't get used to it. On a lighter note, you guys can see on social media also recently, I think it just got shared yesterday, uh, a great picture of Vanessa, for some reason, kiss kicking Christos Yagos across the Black House gym. <laughs> this is Sparta! <laughs> yeah, my Greek, my Greek uh, teammate right there. Opa! Yep. How much fun are, are, are doing so, those man. moments? Yo, we always have a good time. We always have a good time. That's one of my favorite parts about training. You know, like, I love training. I love getting gritty, you know, and uh, being a warrior and all that. And then afterwards, like, we all get to, like, laugh and smile and have fun together, you know, and poke fun and make fun of each other. Like, <laughs> what's the point in beating each other up and 
too. Like, if you ever met Christos or talked to him, like, he's a funny guy. You know, he's a he's a good spirit. And I think I've seen you've been getting still even just now back in California a lot of different looks, right? Yeah, yeah. This particular camp um, has been a blessing, you know. And I think because so many people, you know, because we all were quarantined, and it's like we created connections through that. And um, you know, post that, it's like we had to get a lot of specific training in because not all the classes are available. So. It's like I, I got a lot more detailed training, um, you know, more quality training and uh, with quality partners. How much different did this camp feel? Um, you know, I've been a pro for a while, but this felt like I'm like a real-ass professional. You know, like this is like, yo, like we game time now. Like we got a championship belt on the line. Like not something that I'm taking lightly. Not that I, I don't, I don't never take nothing lightly, um, but yeah, like it was, you know, this is it, man. This is fucking it. Like this, I can't do shit like something that I was gonna sleep on. And I'm so glad that everybody was along for that ride and along for that journey. You know, everybody's down. Like we're all in this. It's a team effort. Are there any adjustments with the strength and conditioning now being set for five rounds for the first time? You know, as far as strength goes, I I loved all of the quarantine stuff that I was doing so much that I didn't even need to go back to weights because I felt like I got stronger with a lot of the body weight stuff. Um, so I think this camp, like the, the major difference was that I just got to do more of that. And those are the things that I enjoy doing, you know, especially as a dancer and someone who loves jiu-jitsu so much. I've always loved body weight stuff and functionality. So just getting to focus on that has helped a lot, um, you know, for the mindset of five rounds versus just trying to, like, pick up weights all the time. Because I don't really feel like that helps cardio-wise. The fight is going to be the main event of LFA 85, Vanessa Demopoulos fighting Sam Hughes for the inaugural LFA Women's Strawweight title. What do you think about the opposition uh, Sam Hughes bringing in her unbeaten record. Ah! That, when you, like, the way that you presented that, it was so dope. You know, it was so dope. I could, like, see my name in light. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Sam Hughes, she's coming in. Uh, she's 4-0 right now. She normally fights at 125. So this is going to be something different for her to come to 115. Um, and I know that she was looking to do that before the title contention or inaugural, you know, whatever, um, before the title fight. You know, I know that she wanted to be a 115er. So this is going to be something new to her. And uh, she's stepping into my comfort zone. So for a title fight in five rounds, like, yeah, she's undefeated. And it's cool. She's a, she's a good fighter. You know, she's got some, some uh, solid MMA mindset. Um gonna be a good fight she's tough she's tough she's gonna come ready she's gonna be prepared you guys fought on the same card did you watch her performance yeah i did uh she fought right after my teammate vince and uh lisa is uh out of team oyama so i like cheering for lisa a lot and i did watch that fight and it was uh yeah she's a she's a gamer 
she's a good fight. Did you, did the thought at all, like, watching them cross your mind, oh, what you would do against her, or at that point, it was a flyweight fight, you really weren't thinking that way? No, I was just a fan. Yeah. (laughs) I was just watching that fight just because I was enjoying, I was enjoying a really good fight. Yeah. It was dope. It was like the ladies were fucking killing it and crushing it, you know? Everyone was, like, talking about how I was crushing it, and then they were crushing it, and I was like, hell yeah, way to represent, girls. You know, at that point when I was watching it, that's what was going through my head. Plus, they were trying to push me out the door. You know, they wanted me to go home. <laughs> they were like, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, they might have wanted lot, you to get to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, they were like forcing me to leave. I was like, you guys, I'm fine. They're like, no, you're not. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, your eye does not look right. A ball of energy like you. Some people have complained, you know, that the atmosphere isn't the same with the without the audiences for the MMA fight. I think we'll have all the energy needed in that LFA 85 main event. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, you know, I love the crowd. You know, that's cool. But also, something that I've done, like, my entire life, since being 18 has been a, a dancer, you know, and an entertainer. And one of the reasons why I w- became so successful was because I could entertain in a room full of thousands of people and I could entertain in a room full of three. You know, it doesn't matter who's in there. Um, I, I come to do exactly what I got to do. And that's my, like I said, it's one of my superpowers. I am me, no matter what. You know, it doesn't matter who's there, who's watching, or if nobody's watching at all, I'm always going to do what I got to do. So, and I'm going to be exactly who I want to be. And in that cage, it's a fucking champion. So let's go. Man, I think that's enough said, actually. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Hit the nail right on the head. I mean, what does this mean to you? Like we said, it's been your promotion. You've been with them your entire pro career here. What would it mean to get that strap? Man. This is, uh, you know, this is everything. This is everything. You know, it just is. Like, I love it. And every fight that I go into, it's like, this is the moment. This is the moment, man. Like, I take life one moment at a time, you know, and I just enjoy exactly where I'm at. And we could talk about the future. You know, we could talk about how I'm going to be, you know, one of the top leading all way to the UFC, how I'm eventually going to be a champion, you know, I'm going to walk in there, like, I got contracts coming up, that's, that's cool, but the only thing that matters to me right now is going in there and doing my damn job um, as a fucking LFA champion, you know, knowing that this is my place, this is my stage, this is my home, and uh, this is my damn territory, so that's how I feel, that's how I feel. We've had this pandemic going on. There's been the uncertainty on that athletic front. How nice is it to just be getting back to competition? I cannot express to you um, how honored I am to be a part of this, you know, because like I said at the beginning of this interview, uh, there is no other sports happening in the world right now. Everything else is shut down. I cannot believe that everything is still shut down, but it is. And it's, it's the reality of the state of the world, um, not just our country. So to be a part of one of the only 
the only leagues out there doing it and making something happen. I mean, it's it's pioneering. It's pioneering, and um, it's mind blowing. And I'm extremely honored. You know, I don't I don't take it lightly. The and fight, it feels good. The fight is first and foremost most prevalent. But I know that. In the world of business, you do have other irons in the fire. Are there other projects the fans should be aware of, aware of or things they can also go check out? <laughs> um, so, as you know, I already wrote Stripper Bible, uh, the Entertainer Edition, which is a how-to instructional for exotic entertainers to become successful amongst the industry. I finished my second book, Stripper Bible, the Public Edition that I will be publishing post my fight. Um, I literally not even thought about it since I started training for this. But um, yeah, as soon as this is done, that's gonna be that's gonna be next up on my list of uh, to do. So I've got that coming. Right, 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 right up the rear. We got it. Vanessa, can you let everybody know how they can keep up with you on the social media? Hey, little monster. Demo, D-E-M-O-L-I-L Monster. That's me. That's how you'll find me. So I'm all over the place right there on Instagram. Um, chilling, rocking, and rolling. That's the only one that I really keep up with. People that you needed to thank and shout out to? Hey, thank you, Elite Sports, so much. Uh, thank you, Always Ready Meals, for having my back. And uh, ATPC Wear. Um, I can do all things through Christ because I am God's warrior. So let's go. I appreciate you guys so much for always having my back. Tune in to UFC Fight Pass July 17th, LFA 